Nothing loves me right now except for family. <laughs> and we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land and also those watching on YouTube. I promise, Rich, hopefully today I will be able to take some time and get everything uploaded. I didn't know that they weren't uploaded, so it's okay, Mike. Yeah. For those that are watching on YouTube or listening in the podcast, I apologize. I've been really sick the last week. Um, potential surgery. And uh, so because of that, uh, I've been slacking a little bit the last few weeks on getting stuff uploaded. But I will do my best to do that today. Good deal. So we um, we also, so Rich, welcome to you. How you doing? I'm doing good. So I uh, got official word that the... Uh... Um, I'm getting a new job over at uh, John Deere, as I'm getting, uh, and training starts for that new job on, uh, in a couple of weeks, about three weeks. Awesome. So. Now, is this going to be, are you going to have to go into an office? I, I will. I, I actually go back to the office on starting Monday, because I got to start training the person that's currently in the department that's going to take on some of my responsibilities and then I'll have to be in office to kind of assist training the backfill once that person gets identified and hired. Okay. But it'll be, so it's back into the office permanently as the new job is also an on-site position. Okay. So, but so the, I mean, so my, while, uh, so my work from home run has ended, but it was a nice run though. Yeah. It's always nice yeah. to work from home and not have to worry about, um, commute the extra half hour. Of going into the office. Yeah. It ends up being a whole hour. Because yeah. it's a half hour there, half hour back. That's right, it does. Yeah, it's it makes for a long day. You add an extra hour to, to your day that you don't get paid for. No. So, uh, we also want to welcome our special guest in uh, this week. Joe Hart is in studio. Joe, say hi to everybody. Good morning. Um, so, Joe is my father. He is also a sports nut like Rich and I. Um He'll probably be in the background a little bit today, but uh, we'll bring him in for some uh, when we get to some other stuff. Uh, but first, Rich, we don't have a super full show, uh, but we have some we have a lot to talk about when it comes to uh, the games that we watched last week. So that's I'll put mm-hmm. the games from last week and looking forward to the future. Rich, what else do we have to talk about this week? Uh, we're also, uh, in addition to the NFL, we're going to kind of get there some MLB news that, uh, Rob Manfred made an announcement about the Tampa that impacts the Tampa Bay Rays. Yep. Uh, there's trouble in LA for LeBron James and the Lakers, and we'll be taking a quick look into the NHL to see how our predictions look since the NHL season has been going on for a couple months now. But first, do you know what it's time for? Is it time to roll the intro? I don't know why. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. So, uh, first things first, as always, we have to talk about our poll question. This week's poll question, uh, or last week's poll question was brisket versus chili when it comes to your tailgating special. Rich, you want to give our opinions first or you want to do the uh, people's Um, first? Yeah, yeah, we can give our opinions first. Okay, Rich, where did Um, you vote on this one? I voted for brisket. I yeah, I agree. Uh, Joe, what are you, your thoughts on this one? Well, Michael, if you're making the brisket, it's hands down. Okay. So we are three for three for brisket. We did have one vote for chili, as the other six votes went for brisket. Uh, Josh Couture, friend of the show, brother-in-law of yours, yeah. was our one vote for chili. Um, I've seen it done. If that's what you want for your tailgate, more power to you if you can pull it off. Yeah, I mean, I, I love chili. I, I really do, as that was basically my lunch all week. We made a big pot um, last weekend, and then I had leftovers and had that for lunch every day this week. Um, but 
if I'm given, but I always try to look at this as if I'm given a choice of a plate of brisket or a bowl of chili, I'm probably going to, I'm going to pick the brisket every single time. Yeah. Even if it's brisket chili, I'm probably going to pick the, the plate of brisket. Yeah. Yeah. I've never I mean, heard of brisket chili. Oh, I've done it a few times. <laughs> Lef- when you got leftover chili or leftover brisket and you're, you're on day three or four of leftover brisket because you've only had like five guys show up to a thing and you made a brisket for it, you got to do something with it. And there's one of the, a great way to get rid of it is throw it in a, in a chili. Huh. So good. Um, so, uh, you know, we knew that, I mean, we felt like that was going to happen. Uh, brisket was obviously our number one ranked item and, uh, chili was our wild card for the week. It was that so. they, it pulled off a really wild, it pulled off a wild card victory by a decisive margin last week Yeah, to get it, to get a rematch <laughs> with brisket in our, uh, in our poll. Um, but I mean, I mean, we talked about a pregame uh, in our pre-show. I don't think I've ever had brisket, a bad brisket anywhere. But, but Joe, you said that you have had brisket uh, or an average or a or below average brisket. Where was that at? Below average. Fast food usually is not fine cuisine, and I find that Arby's brisket is pedestrian. At best. Okay. Like you want to walk on it. Okay, I haven't had Arby's brisket most of the time when I go there. I'm getting a roast beef sandwich because that's what you go to Arby's to get. Yep, and you got to put horsey sauce on it. I feel like you got to put horsey sauce on it. In my opinion, I love that. I, I always sauce. do at least the Arby sauce. Mm. So uh, this week, uh, Rich is going to have the poll question go live uh, probably shortly after you got mm-hmm. it scheduled yet, or are you still working on that? No, no, I'll okay. put it up either uh, today or tomorrow. But uh, we're going to go burgers and pulled pork. Yeah, sounds delicious. And uh, I mean, anything sounds delicious after eating oatmeal, uh, plain rice, and toast <laughs> for an entire week. For oh. sure. Um, so. Uh, heading on to the show, let's get into the NFL as we have a, uh, tournament pick em to, or a, uh, a playoff pick em to, to uh-huh. give for everybody and, uh, weekly performances. Rich, you won the week picking five of the f- six games, correct? Uh, I picked four of the six. And uh, Midget Nation picked three of the six. These picks and Dupo both picked zero correct. Okay, so that broke our tie, Mike. Yeah. Between the two of us. Yeah. Um, so let's give let's give the breakdown of the matchups. Uh, the Bengals um, beat the Raiders at home twenty six to nineteen. Um, that was the one that that was one of them that you got wrong, Mike, as you had the Raiders winning that game. Uh, the Buffalo Bills beat up on the Patriots 47-17. to We both got that one right. The Buccaneers took care of business and beat Philly 31-15. to We both got that right. The Cowboys lost to the 49ers 23-17. to You know, and we that's both... a game that, that is one of the games that I said, look out for that game. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I had a hard time picking the Cowboys on that one, but I thought this team, this, that Cowboys team is just good enough and and we're going to get to it. We'll get to it. We're exactly. Not, we're, yeah. I mean, keep the, going on the on how we did for the rest of the week. Uh, I was the same way. I all I think up until we went on the air on Saturday, I had the 49ers. And then I switched when once I penciled everything in into our performance into our book. But we'll get back around to it. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Steelers. No surprise there. Forty two to twenty one. And on the first Monday night playoff game, the Rams took care of the Cardinals 34-11. to And we both got the Chiefs and the Rams correct. Did you enjoy watching the uh, – watching? so let's start off with, did you enjoy Saturday, Sunday, Monday for the first playoff weekend? That was great. You, you could see them all and it wasn't all jammed up in one day. Rich, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I liked it, especially the, the Monday game, even though it's a Monday night football game. I liked that they, 
they did the simulcast to where it was on ESPN and ABC, so it wasn't exclusive to uh, you watching having a cable package or be able to log in with a cable provider if you uh, were going to try and watch it on ESPN Plus. Yeah, I, probably the you, the one game that I watched the most of was that Rams Cardinals game, and I watched a little bit of the Bengals Raiders games, but I didn't really watch too many of the games on on Sunday just because we had other things going on. And sometimes you gotta when you only got one TV in the house, sometimes uh, you you gotta share the TV. So I'm blessed to have a wife who's a football fan, so we enjoyed six games over the weekend. Nice. I'm blessed to have one, two, three, four, five, six TVs in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, uh, I was able to watch. I was, I mean, I, last Saturday we didn't know what was going on health wise, and uh, immediately after we got off the air, I went and laid down on the couch down here. And just sl- like slept, slashed, woke up and watched the games, and laid downstairs uh, away from my baby and uh, my wife to try to keep my baby safe. And then uh, a week, or then um, Sunday was pretty much the same. Um, and so I uh, I was able to watch pretty much everything uh, up until the. Mid, the middle part of the the Cowboys 49ers game I actually was I actually ended up going to the hospital and so wasn't able to watch that middle part did get to see the end totally mm-hmm. got to see the end don't yeah. worry I got to see that uh, all right and so, we're gonna get to that and then yeah. I got to watch uh, all of the Steelers game except for maybe five or 20 minutes while we ran home uh, from the hospital. And then watched all of the Rams game on Monday night. So I got to watch all of it. That's good. So I, I don't think there's really that much to talk about in, in the Bengals, Raiders, Bills, Patriots, except that it was the first victory that the Bengals had in over, what was it, 18 years? 31. 31. Yeah, no, and they made a big... Rich, they, Rich, it's been ahead. 31 years since, since 90, 91. 91 it was so 91. they made it so being that so the so Bengals fans that saw that game and wanted to celebrate by sending a text message that the Bengals won a playoff game finally that was the first time ever that a text message would have been sent about the uh, Bengals winning a playoff game yeah and that's I mean yeah or the first Crazy. time ever a tweet has been made that the Bengals mm-hmm. have won a game which Right now doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's kind of a big deal. I mean, it's been, yeah, that was crazy. Um, I'm happy for the Bengals because it was, their last win was just three years after the retirement of Kenny Anderson, who hmm. was their quarterback that they got from Augustana College in Rock Island. Oh, wow. I did not know that uh, Kenny Anderson went there. He had the highest season-long completion percentage uh, record for more than 30 years until Drew Brees broke it two years ago. Hmm. Okay, so with the with the Raiders, does uh, the, does the interim coach Rick uh, Basacci deserve to have yes. serious a serious he, interview I, to he, get the head coaching job? I think if you're the Raiders, you drop the the. You, I mean. You have to go through the interview process. I, I, is it, the rules on that. Does anybody know? Do they have to interview somebody, or do they have to go through the interview process? Do they have to go through the Rooney Rule uh, in order to do that interview process? Uh, if they're just going to make the 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 head coach or the the interim coach the uh, the permanent head coach? Yes, because otherwise that would be a way to bypass the Rooney Rule entirely. Okay, I mean it, it makes sense. I just. I didn't know if anybody if if that was um, still a requirement. The one exception uh, which has come up in discussion in the last week is that if you've got a contract that says that you, you, you can you may sign a contract that says that Coach B will replace Coach A when Coach A retires, which everybody's talking oh, about, okay. or gets fired. 
Yes. Okay. When he leaves. Yes. They're talking about that's ways to keep people uh, like Todd Bowles in uh, Tampa, Leslie Frazier in, in uh, Buffalo, perhaps. I've heard that that's... Josh McDaniel. Uh, McDaniel. Yep. I've also heard that that's, that's kind of what uh, Dallas is looking to do with their offensive coordinator. Um, Kellen Moore. Yeah, that yeah. he's likely to be... Basically, they're going to sign a contract that says as soon as we fire Mike McCarthy, which won't be soon enough if he didn't get fired already, that you haven't fired him soon enough. Um, But the the, the plan is to actually write that, redo a contract with uh, Ken Moore. But how do you do it when both your coordinators are really sought after league-wide? Yeah. Yeah, because in Dallas, I think there was rumors after the playoff game that maybe McCarthy would be let go because Jerry Jones was afraid that they would lose one or both of their coordinators. So let's get into that game. Yeah, go ahead. Because this game, man, um, the last minute of that game, ridiculous. But uh, you want Rich... Um, do you want to give us the, the basic narrative and we'll start doing something? Um, we'll, we'll talk well, about the, it. The, I think I didn't watch all of this game, but the, I mean, the play you're referring to is I mean, the, the 49ers got off to a big lead and through the second half, they let the Cowboys back into the game and the Cowboys are driving down the field with less than a minute left. Well, even and, before that, there was a offsides. Um, the the it was third and or it was fourth and and like inches, okay. and the the for the forty nine for the forty niners, and at midfield, and uh, the forty niners take the snap and they blow the play dead because one of the linemen didn't get set all the way. They had a, a Jimmy Garoppolo was so rushed that the his lineman could didn't get set all the way because he doesn't get set all the way five yard penalty replay the down. They had a sixth offensive lineman in on the play who was initially set on the left and he went in motion to the right and didn't let him establish <coughs> his set position before they snapped it. Right. Okay. And, and so that's so- a. That's an illegal shift slash false start. Um, And so five-yard penalty backs him up. They now, rather than run a play to try to get the inches, and it was really like that much, Rich. It really wasn't huge. Okay. Um, They they punt the ball away, giving the, the, the ball to Dallas with no timeouts. And a minute 50 on the clock to start. And Dallas runs a few plays here and there. Again, no time on the clock. So anytime that it's in in bounds, the clock runs down and they have to do the hurry up offense and either Mm -hmm. spike the ball or call a play. And then... uh, Inexplicably, the Niners weren't guarding the boundary. That that is very accurate. There were three straight passes that, that were completed out of bounds. Well, there were three straight passes... They were completed, and they were completed yards, not just twelve, fifteen yards, not just off, okay. not just on the sidelines, but twelve to fifteen yards oh. into the field of play near the hash marks. And these guys were still able to run to get out of bounds. This is how terribly San Francisco was defending at the end of this game. It was like they hadn't played hadn't schemed for that situation at all right they weren't ready for it and so how ridiculous is that then then you have we have 14 seconds left 17 that 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 was the crucial thing it was 17 no it It was was 17 it was 14 because all right let's keep it moving let's not split the hairs here all of the guy this is what this is where it matters though all of the guys in on all the talking heads that are former players said at 17 seconds, it's easy to make this play. 
at 15 or or at 14 or less it's not and that's why it was such a critical thing at 14 seconds well i'll show you later i promise you it was 14 seconds okay they snapped the ball and at the line of scrimmage dak had called an audible what's he call a quarterback run and he decides he's going to run up the middle of the field he gets 15 yards. He slid. He slides. He? And goes and gives the ball to his center. Everybody gets set. There hasn't been a ref to touch the ball. There hasn't been a ref to touch the ball. Up comes the ref, touches the ball, resets it a yard back. Oh, he runs into Prescott and yeah. then the center. Yep. As he's trying gets, to cut through that. Yeah, gets blocked to get up there. Touches the ball, sets it. Uh, a yard back. Um, they so gr- the whole line had yep. to back up a yard because they would have been offsides. Yep. And then they snap it to clock it. But time had run out. No Ooh. time on the clock. Yeah. Which brings up one of my least favorite rules in the NFL. Which we can talk about in a second. But, man, the time management has been the biggest problem for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Yeah, I've heard time management and also just, in general, penalties. Oh! Useless Discipline. Discipline Discipline. and time management are the two biggest problems that the the Cowboys have. And those are both coaching issues. Well, that's that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Thank you, Joe, for jumping three (laughs) steps ahead of where we were at. I was going to talk about that. Uh, By the way, seven pre-snap penalties by the Dallas Cowboys in that game. Seven pre-snap penalties. So so it wasn't that there were several, but it wasn't all that they were holding, trying to keep Prescott upright or anything like that. And so the the pre-snap penalties, the time management, which is handled by the, which is handled by the, head coach these things point to mike mccarthy being the problem but we've seen it how many times have we seen it this year where at the end of the game they either have timeouts left or they don't have enough timeouts or they just don't know what they're doing with time in dallas it's especially been obvious at the end of the halves because uh most of their games were not close games Nope. So it wasn't crucial at the end of the game, but but at halftime they missed several opportunities to put extra points on the board. Yeah. So if you're Dallas, so so you're under the opinion that Mike McCarthy should be let go. I think he should have been let go Monday. Okay. So do you go with the defensive coordinator? So do you go with the guy that has head coaching experience and helped turn around your defense and Dan Quinn? Or do you go with the young guy who you've brought up and groomed as an offensive coordinator after he was your third-string quarterback for a couple of years underneath with Romo in Kellen Moore? I think this problem has – I think this has this is a multiple-stage pr- question. Let me break down why I think that. One, yeah. who's, who's making this decision, Rich? Jerry Jones. What does anybody know about his thought process? Nobody knows what his thought process is. Exactly. So what you and I and my dad will say is going to be completely different than anything Jerry Jones is going to do. Because Jerry Jones is nuts. So we have to put that caveat out there first, I think. Right. That having been said, who would you take to be your coach? So if it's me, there's, there's the me question, there's the Jerry Jones question, and then there's what do I think the league would do? Personally, I like Dan Quinn. He's got the experience. He understands the job. And he knows the team. I go with Dan Quinn. Where do you go, Rich? I think... I would probably go with Dan Quinn since he has head coaching experience. However, 
the caveat on what I think the Cowboys would do and Jerry Jones would do would probably go with Kellen Moore okay. because that it brings up past because of what they did in the past when Jason Garrett got the head coaching job. He was brought in. He was a former quarterback for the team, was eventually a quarterback's coach, then the offensive coordinator, play caller. And then because they didn't want to lose him to another team, they elevated him to head coach. Yep. I so think, I think that's what they'll end up doing. So what do you what do you think they should do? Just, I think both coaches, both coordinators, uh, are in jeopardy of being plucked away. Okay, but what should they what should they do? I think they go with Quinn as head coach and leave Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator because they need to have somebody focusing exclusively on the offense. They need to have a strong offensive coordinator. Okay. I like that. I like that that opinion a lot, and I I really do agree with it. Now here's my here's here's answering question number two or question number two what does jerry jones do i have no clue (laughs) i think you're probably right rich but honestly who knows what's in that guy's brain yeah he's gonna pick fairness he's gonna pick their quarterback coach in charge of ball inflation and nobody's gonna know who this guy is and never heard of him and that's who's gonna be their head coach like, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, it could come down to he gives one of the one between Moore and Quinn, one has the head coaching title and the other becomes the highest paid coordinator to stay with the team and maybe has a title of like associate head coach or assistant head coach. Yeah. In yeah. addition to their coordinator responsibilities so he can keep both of them there. I like that. But either way, one of those coordinators will be an overpaid offense or, or defensive coordinator just to keep both guys in house if they let go of McCarthy. Now, here's the third question. If if it was any other NFL team, any other NFL team, what would they do? And here's my opinion on that. I think they actually any other NFL team would take and um, and uh, Knowles would get the job. Here's why. The NFL loves young guys. That's the trend we're at right now. We want young, innovative minds. We want to be on the cutting edge. This is what the NFL wants and desires. And because of that, Kellen Moore is the guy who is the young, he's younger. Yes, he doesn't have the experience of being a head coach, but but he has the experience of being this great guy that knows the system and he's he seems like this offensive guru and that's what every NFL team is looking for. Look at when we get to finally hiring coaches. This that's what you're going to see the trend is going to be younger guys probably offensive coordinators, maybe a head coach here and there, but younger uh, younger coordinators that are offensively minded guys. That's what you see in the league in general, and that's what I think is going to have. That's what I think the rest of the league would do if they had Dallas's stuff. But again, it's Jerry Jones. He might hire you, Rich, because he heard you're great. <laughs> like nobody knows what's going to happen with that man. Kellen Moore right. is just 33. He would be the second youngest coach in recent history to McVeigh who was 32 when he started at LA. Yeah. yeah. So I I just I I have to say that's what I think the rest of the NFL would actually do. Um okay. And it makes sense that Jerry would do it because he likes shiny new objects. Yeah. Um Rich, you look like you want to talk about that Cardinals Rams game. I I kind of do cuz that kind of brings back you said that <laughs> McCarthy's on the hot seat because yep. of what happened in the Cowboys game. Do you think Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat with what's happened with the Cardinals. This is the second straight year where they got off to a hot start and down the stretch on the back half of the schedule, they started folding and losing, losing a significant amount of games and then fall flat in the playoffs. Um, You know, that's probably, I think next year, yes, his seat is at least warm. Okay. Um, and it's in the back of his, it's in the back, it's it's on the back burner right now. It's something you need to keep warm. He needs to know that he needs to do something next year. Um, but again, this is only his 
third third I think third year third year I mean for a guy to be in first of all for his first head coaching job in the NFL it's only his third year and two of those years this is the second time you went to the playoffs on a team from a team that was pretty hot garbage when Bruce Arians got let go yeah but this is also a team that where Kingsbury has his hand-picked quarterback yep in Kyler Murray he's installed his air raid style offense that he that didn't produce didn't have the best results at the college level at Texas Tech when he had Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback in two straight years the team sputters out or struggles to finish off the season and then falls flat in the playoffs because they I mean that game was there was some questionable decisions by Murray in this Murray the Rams defense came up with some good plays to put points on the board as well that wasn't even a close game no it was that was hard to watch that also if you were a Cardinals fan that also reminds how, me how bad they were playing did the two uh se- the two two seven games make you think that the sevens shouldn't be in anymore yes oh yeah I think it's too many playoff teams it allows I mean, too I, much mediocrity I think it to gives, get in. I yeah, but I mean, you have the three six game. What about that game with the the Bills Patriots? The Bills made the Patriots look like they didn't know they they hadn't been in a they hadn't been playing football this year. But that's just how strong Buffalo is. Mm-hmm. I, is because it the forty nine er the forty nine ers Cowboys when, game? Was when we pretty... get when we get here in a second and we talk talk about our picks. Are you saying that the Bills are that much better than the Cowboys or than the than the Patriots? And yet, what are you going to do when they come to the Chiefs? Because are the are you saying that the Chiefs are so much better? I I I don't know. I I think that I don't I don't I don't think that the I mean I think the Bills obviously they're that much better, but are they really that much better? NFL.com had, uh, in their power rankings this week, had the uh, Titans as only the third best team in the AFC. And I can somewhat see that because they had, they built up their wins. They got a lot of their wins when they had Derrick Henry against good playoff eligible teams or or average teams. But I guess who's back this week? the, it, he is, but those wins that they got while he was off were against terrible teams that didn't make the playoffs. So they padded their wins and kept the team afloat while Derrick Henry was was out. And yes, Derrick Henry is back this week. <laughs> and we're gonna... and that, that was a lot of the complaint about the Cowboys, that the Cowboys being in the NFC East beat up on a bunch of dogs. Hey, you, yep. no, no, time out. You can't <laughs> say that they beat up a bunch of dogs when you have the Philadelphia Eagles did make the seventh spot. They made the playoffs. Whether or not you agree that they should be in the playoffs, they're not a dog team if you make the playoffs. One. Two, their record was above <laughs> 500, wasn't it? Nine and eight. Okay, but it's still above 500. The Eagles were above 500. You still had two games against the Giants and two games so, against the Washington football team time out. who was decimated by injuries yeah. by the time they played Dallas. The 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 Redskins had a bunch of injury problems and it really came up against them when it was time for them to play the, the Cowboys. And I can get behind that. But the NFC least was not the least this year. They were not the NFC East of last year even i think you looked at the improvements that those teams have made uh rich at one point in time the cowboys eagles and the redskins were in the top half of our power rankings Mm -hmm. and sports illustrated's power rankings so you tell me that they're a terrible division and yet they have at one point in time in the season, three teams in the top half. 
Yeah, I'm I, a Packers I, I, fan. Yeah, and I would, I would not. I would not hesitate to put money on the Bears going against the Eagles. I would. As a Bears fan, I would. Okay. But so, so I would say the NFC least is better than at least the NFC North. Yeah. Rich, agree or disagree? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that right now I so, think the North is probably your weakest division uh, out of out of the six divisions in football right now. I'm just I'm just saying don't 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 say that the cat like don't sleep on the Cowboys. They were the number three team in the in the conference, but they went six and zero in their division. Okay. You know who didn't go six and zero in the divi- in their own division? Packers. Yeah. If you're gonna say that because they went six and zero in their division and they went in a weak division, that they're not the team that their numbers say, then what are the Packers? They're not the team that they that their numbers say because they their numbers say they're a great team, but they went they didn't even go six and zero in their own division, which is probably the weakest division in the league right now. The Cowboys were barely five hundred outside of their division. They were above five hundred. They were one game above five hundred. Yes. Still above five hundred. Above above average. And so we we want people that are just barely above average, the the least above average you can be and be above average, and call them great. I didn't say they were great. I'm just they saying good enough. I'm to make saying the they were a good team this year, and they were a better team than they, than showed up last week. I'm saying the number three seed was inflated. I I would disagree. All right. So kind of getting back to your question, I mean, does the numbers, do, do we need to have seven teams make the playoffs plus your, plus your number one overall seed? The only thing that I like about it is that it does make the number one overall seed that much more important because they're the only team that gets a first round buy in addition to that home field advantage. Whereas before you had the number ones and the two seeds getting a first round buy. Yep. Yep. That's the only thing that I like about it of having seven playoff teams. No, I can instead of instead of six. I like having two buys because it's not unusual for there to be one hugely dominant team, one team that, that's a couple games better than the rest of the league, the rest of the conference. Um, but having the second team get a buy. But again, I, I I actually would agree with Rich. I think one team making that number one seed that much more worth it gives you more incentive to play for it, which could make that last game. Now, this year was the, again, we're looking at an extra game, so it's hard to say ex- rules, exceptions, all that stuff. But this year was a little bit different because we're looking at it. But the except for that, except for the, the the Packers. Every other game mattered this year. This on on week eighteen, yeah. when we all thought that it wasn't going to matter. So I do, Rich. I would agree. I think um, I, I think it's rough having that seventh game, but I like having it there. Um, let's move on, as we Can have I talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Just sure for a few more seconds. Sure. Yes, you may go ahead. Kingsbury. It's the ninth straight year. That Kingsbury's coach teams, Texas Tech, and before that, I believe it was Wichita State, okay, um, okay, were much above 500 in the first half of the season, and much below 500 in the second half of the season. It's the ninth straight year. It's been everywhere he's been. It's been different teams, different competition levels. Yeah, but it's been consistently that he's had substantial fall off that's a good stat i did not know that stat. did you know that rich i did not i only heard about them talking about two the last two years with arizona wow um i would say that i mean that in and of itself would be enough for me to say time to maybe time to start thinking about moving on rich you already said it's it's time to make a hot seat there right 
Yeah, I think it's a hot seat, especially if it happens the third year in a row. I mean, I think maybe you, even maybe if, you maybe you consider the injuries that happened to the team this year when the when you lose your number one wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, that can totally change how you play offense. And then they they also had a uh, their running game got hurt when uh, as uh, James Conner and Chase Edmonds were going back and forth between one being active and one being on the injured on the injured list yeah back all throughout the second half of the year too so maybe with a healthy team they don't have the problems down the stretch next year that they've had in years past uh but i definitely think it he's at least on a hot seat yeah at a minimum a warm but i think it's a hot seat yep yes okay uh let's move on to the divisional round this week we have four games to predict uh, so let's start off with Tennessee hosting the Bengals, the weakest number one seed in the division in, of the two. Let's go with Rich. What do you think is going to happen here? I'm going to go with the, well, first off, none of these teams that I'm picking, I don't have any confidence in them because I really do believe that, all of these are, are very both of the all of these teams are evenly matched and I could see anybody winning these four games and it's not going to surprise me one bit based off the results but with Derrick Henry coming back and the Titans having a good run game even without Derrick Henry or at least a lot better one than we thought they would have I'm going to go with the Titans although because the Bengals are hot I could see them pulling the upset Joe Derrick Henry is going to be a difference maker. The question is, how strong is he? What's his endurance mm-hmm. like? What's his football shape? Uh, we'll see that, I think, very early on. Um, if he is not in great shape, if he can't take 20 carries, uh, I, I think Burroughs got enough to... Uh, uh, I, these one-off games, these win-or-go-home games, they're very commonly dominated by strong quarterbacks. And so I think Cincinnati has a chance here, but, but I, I think the Titans are too physically strong. And I, I think I, I think they'll they'll just overwhelm the Bengals. So you're picking the Titans? I'm picking the Titans. So he changed it, folks. He, okay. he, he originally okay. picked you it. You can do that. And that's, that's the joy of this. Um, I also, too, am picking the Titans. I think that that's – I mean, I just think that the Titans look like the team to – they they look like the class of uh of at least their division and Cincinnati as great as they look so far haven't come up against a run game like Derrick Henry. I don't think many people have. And so yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans as well. Let's move to the game that only one of us cares about and the other two of us hopes the team loses its hosting it. Uh Packers host the 49ers in Chili Lambeau Field, where the crisp, where the uh, <laughs> the temperature at the start of the game is supposed to be like five above, five above. Okay, with a wind chill of probably negative twenty two. Um, so yeah, Joe, you're on the seat. Who are you picking? Again, because of strong quarterback play, I I think the Packers win. I can't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't know which Jimmy you're going to get. And uh, I, that's just too big of a question. Packers at home in the cold. Um, the NFC runs through the North this year, and it runs through the coldest place to play football in the NFC and in, in the NFL. And that cold helps. I'm picking the Packers. Rich, who you got? I'm gonna go with the 49ers. You're going with the su- the, the Sunshine Team. I am only because what what do most teams do when it's cold and windy? Run the ball. What San Francisco do really well? They do run the ball quite well, that's and that's why I'm going with it. And even if Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder injury, I mean, if he hits the turf wrong or he just isn't 100, percent I think that offense can run just as well with backup quarterback Trey Lance. Um. We need to talk about Jimmy's future. Uh, and again, I don't want to do it until he's out of the, until they're out, because I think when they lose makes a difference on whether, what, uh, 
what happens to to Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't think it does. Okay, but we can touch on this. We'll touch on that. San when... Francisco is out. All right. So game number three, we're going over to Sunday. Bills uh, get Chiefs. out of the cold. Bills. The Bills get out of the cold to come to Kansas City, where it's still going to be chilly, just not negative or ne- negative ten. They're not going to be drinking broth instead of <laughs> drinking Gatorade. Um. I'm picking the Chiefs on this one. I mean, you're. How do you pick against Patrick Mahomes right now? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. But the man, that that early season victory that the Bills got over the Chiefs could could be their formula to beating them again. I think this is gonna be a shootout though, and it could come down to the team that has the ball last. Okay, the early season victory by the Bills was against a different Chiefs team. The Chiefs didn't have their offense figured out at that point. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has, has slipped a bit in the second half of the season. But I, uh, I again, go with the stronger quarterback. I, I, I think Mahomes is, is better than Josh Allen, even though Allen's going to be a generational talent. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, the Chiefs are just too strong. Okay. All right, and, the final and matchup. Edwards Hilaire is supposed to be back for the game tonight. So that will help the Chiefs running game. Keep it balanced. Keep the Buffalo defense wondering. Okay, final matchup is the Rams head to Tampa Bay where they uh where they face the Buccaneers and Tampa Bay. So, I'm picking the Rams on this one. Um I mean my my pseudo man crush uh, on Matt Stafford has not died yet, so I gotta I gotta pick I gotta pick that guy. Stafford is hot and cold, not as bad as Garoppolo, but uh, Stafford could have a clunker of a game now and again. Uh, I I don't think with the injuries and and the defections from. The Bucks, though, I, I don't think they can take advantage of it. They've not announced yet whether the two offensive linemen, Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirfs, uh, have, they haven't said whether they'll be playing or not. But I, I just worry that they won't, they won't be strong enough up front to uh, uh, keep that monster defense that the Rams have uh, out of Tom's lap. So you're picking? I'm picking the Rams. Okay, and Rich? I'm going with the Rams, too. Uh, it's hard for me to pick against the Rams because they're the team I predicted to win the Super Bowl this year. Ah. So, um, And I also think the, the injuries are just going to be too much uh, for Tom Brady to overcome, not only to the, off- to the two offensive linemen you mentioned, Joe, but also to the offensive players they, lo- they lost toward the end of the regular season, and like Chris Godwin, uh, playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette. Was, and, uh, but and weren't Leonard both Fournette those guys too. moved from – Doubtful to questionable. Godwin's no. Oh, Godwin's out. Godwin tore his ACL. He's done. I think um, Fournette could come back, but but their running game hasn't been the same since he went down. So he is questionable. Fournette is up up to questionable. So he might he might he practiced with the team uh, yesterday or two days ago. So. But with the suspect offensive line again, yeah, I mm-hmm. that losing it's the offensive line that really does it for me. It, yeah, if Wirfs and it, I think Jen, it sounds like Jensen's practicing and looks like he's probably going to play. Jensen's pretty sure. Yes. Um, Wirfs is still at best questionable, if not doubtful, at this point. Uh, I think he's officially questionable, but. I yeah I put Golly. I think his questionable is probably closer to a doubtful. Um, I think questionable is it's the playoffs. Every, you can't say doubtful until the last minute. So uh, yeah, I think that offensive line being as bad as it is, we're not gonna we're not gonna see the Tom Brady that we're used to. Uh, real quick, Rich, anything else in the NFL before we move on? Not really. So if you're uh, playing in our pick'em this week, make sure that you have your picks locked in before. Uh, the kickoff of each of those matchups, and uh, we'll give you a recap of from our pick 'em um, when we go to when we come back next week. 
So, Mike, we got a little bit of an MLB update to give. Well, um, and, and what time does that game start today, Rich? Um, I think the first game is around 2.30, 3.30 Central Time, I think. But you can make picks up until the individual games yes. kick off. It's not when the first game <laughs> kicks off. But make sure you get your first pick in before 2 o'clock today. That's right. Just do that. After that, we don't care. Okay. Um, what was the? What were you saying, Rich? Um, going over to the diamond. Yeah, let's head to still, the diamond. Still, really no update on what's going on with the labor negotiations. Really, um, uh, supposedly the players association is going to be making a counter offer. Yep. In the next couple of days, so we could have something. We might have that to talk about next week. Yep. But what can, what happened this week, Mike? So Rob Manfred has informed the Tampa Bay Rays that the league has rejected their hopes and plans to split home games between Tampa and Montreal. Montreal or Monterey? Or Monter- no. Montreal. Montreal. Oh. Yeah, they wanted to go up to Canada and bring Canada some baseball again, oh. other than the the Orioles, but, you know. The the Blue Jays. Or Blue Jays. Probably are the closest. Yeah, yeah they were going to be the X-Rays. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. Well, that was like the the joke around it is, oh, they'll be the X-Rays, the exposed Rays. But, yep. uh, but yeah, I think that was the right thing to do. Um, it, I mean, it, it'd be hard on the players to have to adjust to having two cities calling home. I mean, and they kind of saw what it looked like when the Blue Jays had to split their home, home schedule between Buffalo and Toronto. Yeah of how difficult that was. And, and, and at least with Buffalo and Toronto, they knew that the Jays knew when the, when like the, when their time in Buffalo was going to end. Yeah. They were given a day. All right, this is when we leave Buffalo and we're going to go back up to Toronto for the rest of the year. And it's only Whereas, an hour and a half between the two. Right. And there's not as big of a difference. Yeah. Whereas I think they were, the Rays were saying, well, we'll, we'll do the, we were, they were going to do the first half of the season like a, the first couple months in, in Tampa, then go up to Montreal. And then when it started getting cold in Montreal again, they were going to go back to, back to Florida to finish out the season. So I think that was just too much logistics involved. Yeah. And I, it also... I was mistaken. It, I, I thought they were talking about Monterey, which no. was interesting. No. That they could dominate uh, the, the Mexican market there. Monterey is a bigger town than, than Tampa Bay is, yep. and and uh, I, I think there's the uh, support for baseball in general in Mexico that, that could make that go. Montreal, being a francophone, uh, a French-speaking city, mm-hmm. really isn't as tied into yeah, American interest as except for they loved they loved having the expos there. They weren't the last few seasons. They weren't doing ten thousand a game. They're not doing ten thousand a game in Tampa, and they're making the they're making the World Series every year. Well, here's why the team didn't do well in Montreal. It's because ownership got ownership saw that they were losing so much money with the strike that they just sold off their best players. Yep. So if you see ownership sell off your best players, are you going to come and support that That's team? That's true. I just at this point, I think we need like. Does this put either a the writing on the wall for? Um, that Tampa is looking is, will then start looking to just straight, flat out move. I think so. They're just Montreal? waiting for that lease, or are they? I think they're just waiting for that lease to run out at the drop, which isn't going to happen until twenty twenty eight. Do they do Montreal, so, or do they do something like? No, they want to do. They they want to do Montreal. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, ownership wants to go up there. So yeah. that's so where here's the thing. Go. I think it works out better for baseball too, because that leaves Montreal as a market that they could potentially put an expansion team into, and they can make a lot of money off and off of expansion fees than they can of just letting a current franchise just move up there, move up there as well. But like on the one idea that I saw on the comment on MLB traders was what I don't Tampa. And Raleigh-Durham switch. Durham, the Durham Bulls, become the new Major League Baseball team, and the Tampa Bay Rays turn into a AAA franchise. I like it. That's interesting. I, I, I hadn't thought about I don't like, expanding to Carolina. I mean, there's not a team there. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, but, but Raleigh-Durham and not Charlotte. 
I think the history of the bull uh, of the 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 Bulls or the 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 Raleigh team there. I they Durham Durham. So I mean, you do have another pro franchise in the Durham area, as you got the Carolina Hurricanes. So it isn't like they're going yeah. to be the only pro franchise in in Durham. So in yeah. the Raleigh Durham area, and you don't have a major league baseball team anywhere in in the Carolinas. Yeah, I like it. I like the idea of moving there. Um, now, here's a question: Do you think that the MLB would have allowed Detroit? To do a Montreal split. Split. I don't think they want to see any team do a split, whether it's putting a team in the U.S. with Canada, or or splitting a season with any two with any two cities. Yeah. Even though the Rays owner Stu Steinberg claims that this is going to be the wave of the future. Do you do a split with Raleigh Durham and Charlotte? You could. No. No. I think you could. I but I, I think that's more viable, but I don't I don't think you do it. But I mean I, I still think I mean I mean they either need a new stadium that's gonna be easier for Rays fans to get to or they just need to move, whether that's into a more an easier area to get to in the Tampa area or move to another city like Durham or Montreal, Nashville somewhere in the area to where it's not going to have to cause another franchise to Man. move divisions to realign them. Wouldn't or I... even Orlando. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's skip the NFL standings as uh, NHL. NHL standings as we're about 56 minutes in uh, to the show. And you, I know longer than I thought we would, you to have, be honest with you. you have to get going here soon. Um, we're going to do a quick hit with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, LA is not the team that the money that they're spending and the names that they brought in would suggest they are. They have been uh, failing to show up uh, between injuries and just piss poor play. Uh, pardon my language there, but between those two things, uh, it looks like, LA is not per- performing and it looks like uh LeBron's not going to get a championship this year. Darn. <laughs> I it, it that's what it looks like. It's to the point where there is that it seems like r- the rumor mill said is is making it seem like uh their head coach Frank Vogel is on the hot seat and if he, every game he loses could be his last. Now they are seated currently number seven in the West, which would get them in the playoffs, but that's not what they were building for. They were building for a championship, and number seven oh, yeah. isn't going to be. But, but again, here's my my thing on that is uh, playoff LeBron is a legit thing. How many times have we heard him say, I'm just getting to the playoffs? And then once he gets to the playoffs, he turns into this beast of a machine and puts five guys on his back and carries them and wills them to the championship get championships. But he's but if they're the, the but if they're the number seven already. seed, they're gonna have a hard they're gonna have a harder trip getting to that finals. I agree. I'm not disagreeing at all. I'm just saying those are how many times have we seen that as a as a thing? Do I think that that's gonna happen here? Probably not. And chemistry becomes the uh, an issue. Uh, first off, when, when you buy the best players, and, and, and the Rams have been held up as a poster child for that, you can buy all the best players, but they may not make a team. And the Lakers are not a team right now. They are not a team. Uh, in fact, they are looking to sell off Russell Westbrook. How can you sell a $44 million contract? I don't know how, he, especially when you're playing so bad, you hit the top of the backboard make, trying to make a shot. Yeah, and I've seen how there's supposedly a trade a, a trade rumor that's involving Anthony Davis, who was, the guy that LeBron James mortgaged LA's future yep. of young players that they drafted the, the year before they signed him a way to get because that was the missing piece that LeBron wanted to play with. Yeah. I, I 
it is a disaster in LA right now. And uh, I'm sorry, LA fans. This is what happens when you change the name of the Staples Center. Yeah. Hey, hey Mike, you know who won't be at fault if they don't win the championship? LeBron. Yeah. Because LeBron will say, well, we just didn't have the right team. I didn't have the right players around me. Look how good I played. Yeah, it's. I agree. It's it's a little ridiculous on how it's going to play out, and we all know what how it's going to look. And LeBron's going to try to come off squeaky clean, which he shouldn't. This is all the making of LeBron James. Why? Because this is what he wanted, and he got the team he wanted, and nobody's doing anything. But he's he's done it in every stage of his career. The uh, uh, the lottery to see you know where he was going to go. Before he went down to Florida, um, the the coaching situation in Cleveland that he totally disrupted, uh, you know, yeah. it almost becomes a question of is LeBron the problem? That's a that's a great question. I I think the bigger problem is is that too many people are having the conversation: is he the goat? To say to make to to step back and ask the question: is he the problem? Um, I think he is a distraction. I don't know that I would necessarily say he's the problem. He is at minimum the, a distraction. Uh, he, he could be a bit of a problem. He could be at least a symptom of the problem of the NBA. But the other GOAT uh, that's playing right now, Tom Brady, has formed a team around him. He's controlled a lot of the personnel uh Issues getting Gronkowski in there and, and, and then getting A.B. in there. You've got A.B. in there. And, and How's that working for him? Um, but it did. It did last year. It did. And, and it was the first half of this year. And, and Brady's able to exert that control uh, without it being destructive. Okay. But uh, LeBron really hasn't. Rich, uh, you, we're limited on time for you, so... Uh, anything well, we else? Going. Well, we're, we're fine. We're, I mean, we've limited on time in general. So we're, yeah, we've hit all the points. We've hit all the points that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, was there anything else? Did you have any final thoughts on the NBA stuff before we get to our shout outs? And, uh, um, not really. I, I also think, I mean, LeBron is partially to blame for this. I mean, he, if he, if he has the front office's ear, like everybody assumes that he does, do you as a leader on that team step up before they pull the trigger on the trade and say, hey, I don't know if this is going to (laughs) work. If this is going to work, why don't you get see if we can get this guy instead who I think would work in our system better? Because, I mean, it doesn't... Westbrook has always been like a a me-first ball-handling guy. He's not... I think your I think guard. that forty five million dollar contract is too heavy. Yeah, like you're gonna have to pay half of that in order to get rid of the guy. So, and how much money does that leave you under the, yeah. the NBA salary cap to pay to other fill players? out the rest of the team? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Rich, I know you have a shout out today. Uh, I see no video shout outs, comment shout outs. Let me check on a, on a couple other spots. No shout-outs for our poll question. So, Rich, and uh, let's get your shout-out for the week. Oh, yeah. Um, happy birthday to my brother-in-law, Josh, who's uh, celebrating a birthday here real soon or already has. I don't... Well, you're celebrating today. Is. We are family. celebrating his birthday today, yes. So, okay. Folks, it was great to have you here. Rich, thanks for joining us. Joe, thank you for joining us. Potentially might see him next week. It depends on uh, my health situation and uh, our baby's health situation at the moment. Um, So look out for that. Rich, people are watching us on Facebook, but they want to put us in their car and take us with them. What should they do? Um, Pull up, search for Balls and Sticks, the podcast, wherever you find your other podcasts. As you can find us just just about everywhere on um, on the various podcasting platforms. And Mike, if they're listening to us in the car and they may want to leave a shout out, may, um, how can they get a shout out, Mike? 
So you can get a shout out from a couple different places, but we're gonna give you we're gonna send you over to Facebook.com slash balls of, balls and sticks. If you go to Facebook.com slash balls and sticks, that's where you can like us and uh, watch that's where you can watch our live videos if you want to participate on Saturday mornings at ten thirty roughly is when we go live. But if you like us, you will get the notification on when we go live. Also, follow us on there. You can also join the fans of Balls and Six page, which is facebook.com slash fans of Balls and Six. And finally, we ask that you go to YouTube. Like us at, at YouTube. Like, subscribe, like the video. Subscribe. Hit the bell so you get notifications when we post our videos live. Now it's time to roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. 